What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. The claws are coming out. I don't like the way you treat women and talk about women. And it's time to try something new. He's gonna do it! My dad is getting a tattoo right now. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, September 5th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Veteran movie stars are proving they still got it when it comes to box office drawing power. Oscar winner Denzel Washington topped the box office this Labor Day weekend with The Equalizer 3, making $34.5 million from Friday to Sunday. Including Labor Day, Sony was estimating a four-day haul of $42 million, making the third entry in the Equalizer franchise the second-highest Labor Day opening weekend of all time. Internationally, the Equalizer 3 brought in $26.1 million through Sunday for a three-day global take of $60.6 million. In second place... The Barbie train keeps on rolling. Now in its seventh week of release, the Greta Gerwig blockbuster will bring in a projected $13.8 million over the holiday weekend, taking its cumulative total to $612.7 million domestically. At $1.38 billion, Barbie is now officially the highest grossing movie of 2023, surpassing the Super Mario Brothers movie's $1.36 billion global gross. The Pinked Out Phenom is also Warner Brothers' highest-grossing movie in its entire 100-year history. In third place this weekend, Blue Beetle is still buzzing in its third week of release, bringing in a projected $9.4 million through Monday for a domestic cumulative total of $58.8 million. Gran Turismo, though, hit the skids in just its second week of release, making another $8.5 million, dropping to fourth place after barely snatching the top spot last week. And rounding out the top five, Oppenheimer grossed a projected $7.2 million over the four-day weekend, and after seven weeks in theaters, we'll sit at an impressive $310.3 million as of yesterday. It seems Taylor Swift is creating some blank spaces at the movies. A day after news broke that Taylor Swift The Eras Tour will hit theaters on October 13th, Bleecker Street announced that Meg Ryan and David Duchovny's new romantic comedy What Happens Later will move from premiering that weekend. Quote tweeting Swift's tweet about her concert film, the studio behind What Happens Later posted, quote, So we'll take our time. Are you ready for it? Meg Ryan ends her 14-year rom-com hiatus and the Megasance begins with What Happens Later, now happening later, coming only to theaters November 3rd. Ryan's new film, which she also directed, is the second film to announce a date change to avoid the new competition. On Thursday, the power of Swift compelled Universal Pictures to move the Exorcist sequel, The Exorcist Believer, to October 6th. 
It may have been Agatha all along, but Marvel fans will have to sit tight a little longer to see the surprise baddie's upcoming solo turn. Marvel Studios has pushed the release date of Agatha Darkhold Diaries, formerly called Agatha Cauldron of Chaos, to early fall 2024. The Catherine Hahn-led WandaVision spinoff, which follows the dark deeds of disgraced witch Agatha Harkness, had been scheduled to premiere at the end of this year on Disney+, Plus, with Patti LuPone and Aubrey Plaza set to co-star. While the new date will delay any long-overdue justice for Sparky, it does slot the show into the weeks leading up to Halloween next year. Other Marvel shows getting new Disney Plus release dates include Season 2 of the animated show What If, which was originally scheduled for early 2023 but will now drop in December, and X-Men 97, an update of the 90s animated series that has been moved from fall 2023 to early 2024. Hawkeye spinoff Echo has gotten a shorter delay with the release of all of its episodes jumping from November 29th to sometime in January 2024. The show stars Alakwa Cox in the titular role as the deaf Native American superhero who was introduced in the 2021 Jeremy Renner Haley Steinfeld miniseries. How I Met Your Father is, wait for it, canceled. EW can confirm that the How I Met Your Mother spinoff will not return for another season on Hulu. The series wrapped up its second season in July without identifying the father of its protagonist child. The series, which ran for 30 episodes, starred Hilary Duff as Sophie, a photographer looking for love in New York City. The show's cast also included Christopher Lowell, Francia Reza, Siraj Sharma, and Tom Ainsley, and Kim Cattrall portrayed the future version of Sophie narrating the series' events. Neil Patrick Harris and Kobe Smulders also reprised their roles from How I Met Your Mother for one episode each. Steve Harwell, founding member and former frontman of Smash Mouth, has died at 56 from liver failure. His manager, Robert Hayes, tells EW that Harwell passed peacefully on Monday morning at his home in Idaho, surrounded by family and friends. A former rapper with the group FOS, Freedom of Speech, Harwell formed Smash Mouth in San Jose in 1994 with Kevin Coleman on drums, Greg Camp on guitar, and Paul Delisle on bass. They named the band after a football term for an offensive system. After gaining some traction in San Jose, the band signed to Interscope Records and released their debut album, Fush Yu Mang, in 1997. Propelled by lead single, Walkin' on the Sun, the album went double platinum. The album also featured a cover of Why Can't We Be Friends that was used in the 1998 Kevin Bacon drama Wild Things. In 1999, Smash Mouth returned with their second album, Astro Lounge, which included the ubiquitous All Star. The hit song was featured on several film soundtracks, such as Inspector Gadget, Mystery Men, and most notably, Shrek. The 2001 comedy Rat Race culminates on stage at a Smash Mouth concert, with the cast members singing along to All Star during the closing credits. The band also recorded a cover of the Monkees' I'm a Believer for the Shrek soundtrack. And Jimmy Buffett, the Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter behind the hit Margaritaville and its related business empire, has died after a four-year battle with skin cancer. He was 76. 
During college, Buffett became inspired to learn the guitar and start his first band, and together they'd play six nights a week in New Orleans. After graduating, Buffett got a job as a journalist at Billboard magazine in Nashville while also working as a singer, and put out his first album, Down to Earth, in 1970. His words would eventually embrace the beach-friendly style adored by his fans today, partly the result of a trip he took to Key West, Florida, with fellow musician Jerry Jeff Walker in 1971. His first Top 40 hit was 1974's Come Monday, off his fourth album Living and Dying in Three Quarters Time. That year, he also started touring regularly, which he would continue to do until his death. Buffett achieved international fame in 1977 with his breakthrough hit Margaritaville, a vacation anthem from his platinum-selling album Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, that has become a classic. The song peaked at number 8 on the Billboard charts and would be his only single to reach the top 10. He went on to transform the track into an entire business empire. He opened several stores, including Margaritaville Cafe in Key West in 1987, and he owned the Landshark Bar and Grill in Baltimore and the National Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant chain, named after his 1978 song, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Buffett also had a hotel chain and licensed Margaritaville tequila, t-shirt and footwear lines, and various food items, all of which made him a millionaire. He released a total of 29 studio albums, also writing music for movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Urban Cowboy. He also made numerous film and TV appearances, usually as himself, including Jurassic World and on the Hawaii Five-0 revival of the 2010s. He was also an accomplished author, one of only six writers, including Ernest Hemingway and John Steinbeck, to top both the New York Times fiction and nonfiction bestseller lists. His 1989 book, Tales from Margaritaville, was the first of his three number one bestsellers. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Changes in the air for the season premiere of today's number three pick. The TLC series My Big Fat Fabulous Life is back for season 11, and the Thors are dealing with a tremendous loss in their family, their matriarch Babs. We'll see her heartbreaking funeral and the family's mourning process in the weeks after. Whitney decides to move her aging father into her house and takes on new challenges like dating and caring for the rest of the family. Here's a preview. I don't know how we're going to go on without her, but I know that she would want us to figure it out. I've lost the love of my life, and the days and weeks ahead are going to be hard. I love you so much, sweetheart. I'll see you in heaven. Oh, my love. We just stand around this kitchen table and just brings back all these memories with your mom. It's like, you know, he's just lost. He said, I don't want to do anything without your mother. We have to change that attitude. I just feel like we've got to have him a bucket list, like, stuff to do. He's going to do it! My dad is getting a tattoo right now. <laughs> Look at dad, a badass! <laughs> Dad's about to call Angie for the first time. Who's Angie? My half-sister. You have a sister? 
I'm still trying to adjust to the fact that my dad fathered a child out of wedlock. <gasps> there she is, Dad. We are meeting my dad's long-lost daughter for the first time. Oh, my God. <laughs> When's the last time you got laid? Uh, what time is it? <gasps> Shut up! <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been seeing really? someone. What? It's like I make out with an ex, and then they immediately find themselves in a happy and successful relationship. It would be nice if I could have the same. Well, Whitney and her family may be going through tough times, but they have each other to count on. Plus, the family meets Whitney's dad's long-lost daughter. Watch the emotional season premiere of My Big Fat Fabulous Life tonight at 9 on TLC and streaming on Max. Number two. It's a hard knock life for the players on our next pick, the season finale of Hard Knocks. The HBO series gives a behind-the-scenes look at how NFL football players prepare for the upcoming season. This season of the series followed the New York Jets as they welcomed quarterback Aaron Rodgers to the team. Tensions were running high before Rodgers joined, and now the drama between some players may distract the team from the real goal, winning games. Go into the locker room and onto the gridiron to check out their strategy on the season finale of Hard Knocks tonight at 10 on HBO and streaming on Max. Trivia. It's trivia time. When he's not on the football field, Aaron Rodgers has dabbled a bit in Hollywood, appearing on a few sitcoms. But on which of the following comedies did Aaron Rodgers not appear? The Connors, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or The Office? Stick around for the answer, as well as our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, Batman the Animated Series debuted on September 5th, 1992. The series emulated the stylized retro-gothic aesthetic of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman movie and embraced the creativity of the animated medium to expand its dark, shadowy world. The recently deceased voice actor Kevin Conroy lent his commanding timber to Batman slash Bruce Wayne, while Star Wars' own Mark Hamill provided the voice for the Joker. The character of Harley Quinn, who audiences now know from the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey movies, was also originally created for the animated series, voiced by the inimitable Arlene Sorkin, who passed away last month. Batman the Animated Series launched a new wave of cartoons based on DC Comics, including Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Batman Beyond, and Static Shock. Batman the Animated Series is available to stream on Max. Our number one pick today is Cold as Ice. 
It's the season premiere of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Gone is Jen Shaw, who reported to a Texas prison in February to start serving her six-and-a-half-year sentence for a telemarketing fraud scheme. But returning for season four of The Bravo Show are Lisa Barlow, Heather Gay, Meredith Marks, and Whitney Rose. Angie Katzenevis will now be a full-time cast member, and OG housewife Mary Cosby returns now as a friend of this season. And joining the cast for the first time is Monica Garcia, an excommunicated ex-Mormon who's divorcing her husband for the second time, raising her four children on her own and running her baby products business all while speaking her mind. Here's the trailer. For three years, we were tormented. I will not deal with lies. We want to talk in truth. I'm all for it. Brutalized. You exploited my vagina! And lived in fear. You want me to go there with her husband? I can go there. Don't. With me. And it's time to end it. Ah! Opa! Ah, whoa! Here I am. Somebody rescue me quick. Somebody farted. It was our anniversary. I just asked, do you still want to do this? He's like, do you? And I was like, I don't know. To see your wedding ring in the drawer every day, that hurts me. Who is the real Monica? I was John and Seth. I was married in the temple, and then I was excommunicated. I went into the Louis Vuitton store. I work hard so I can have anything I want. And like, I bought a bag. I want to have something, like, nice around them. I my for 18 months. Yeah. Is Jack going on a mission? Yeah. It's That's... weird to me. The doctrine is, is problematic. Okay. I don't want to talk about Jack's mission. I get so emotional because I'm like, it's such a big deal. Well, after plenty of icy fallouts last season and new faces this season, it is about to be one heck of a sleigh ride. You can watch the season premiere of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City tonight at 9 on Bravo. And finally, today, the answer to our trivia question. On which of the following comedies did Aaron Rodgers not appear? The Connors, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or The Office? Did you have to investigate this one? The answer is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. While the famed quarterback didn't appear on the Andy Samberg police comedy, he did pop up in a 2013 episode of The Office and a 2021 episode of The Connors, both times playing himself. And that is it for our show today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. One, two, watch.